on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is John Abrahams, and he is an actor-director, and we're going to be talking about his brand-new film entitled Clover. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, This movie is really interesting. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Uh, It takes a number of different twists and turns, and you think Mm -hmm. it's going to go one way, and then it goes an entirely different direction. So that's rather fun. How did you get involved with this project, and why did you decide to direct it? Um, So the movie is written by Michael Testone, who... Uh, also wrote my first film that I directed called All at Once, which came out a couple of years ago. And um, we wanted to work together again. And I had an idea that I had been knocking around in my brain for a long time. Um, one of my favorite films is a movie called Mikey and Nikki, which was directed by Elaine May and starred oh. Peter Fox and John Cassavetes. And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I... I just love that film and I had been wanting to kind of do something in that arena, something that involved, you know, in that film, it's two friends, but something that involved two brothers who were close in age and sort of some sort of Shakespearean betrayal undertone and set in the crime world. And, um, I kind of brought these ideas up to Mike and, um, he had some thoughts and, uh, he went off and kind of, we kind of broke story together and then he went off and did his thing to it. And that's what you see on the screen. Um, so I had already directed a film before this and, um, you know, the older I get and the more time that I've been in this business, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for more and more directing work. So, um, so it just felt like the right thing to do next, you know, you know, do you want give the plot line to uh, our audience so they know a little bit about what we're, the movie's about and what we'll be talking about. Sure, sure. So Clover is a throwback crime comedy um, drawing its inspirations from the movies of the 60s and 70s and 80s and even some 90s films that uh, that I grew up watching and loving. And uh, it's about two idiot brothers who uh, owe some money to a local loan shark and um, agree to do a job to settle their debt. And they go to do the job with the loan shark's son and the job goes wrong and the loan shark's son is is killed and a little girl is pegged as the killer of the lone shark son. So now the two idiot brothers have to uh, protect this young girl and get her out of town safely over the course of about 48 hours. Uh, And um, trouble ensues. You know, I mentioned the Shakespearean thing before, and it's kind of interesting because it may not be exactly what I had initially thought of, but uh, a friend of mine calls Clover, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead as a mob picture. uh, (laughs) I think it really is that. Yes, that's a good description. It really is uh, the two fools whose fate is being written, and they have no idea. And 
they're just kind of running around unbeknownst that their fate is uh, <laughs> is coming. So mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, so that's yeah, that's the best way I could summarize it. It's a very, excellent, and it really is. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and as I said, it, I, I love the fact that you, you when you're watching, you're going, you're thinking, you know, oh, it's going to go this way, and then all of a sudden, nope, takes a sharp turn in a different direction. <laughs> and and, and yeah. so I like that. It keeps you guessing, and that makes the movie enjoyable and, and a lot of fun. Where did you film this uh, movie, John? So we shot the movie in Buffalo, New York. Ah, I lived in Rochester for a long, long time. So oh, well, there I, you I, go. No, yeah. no stranger to Western New York then. Um, no. We actually made our first film in, in Buffalo as well. And uh, I love working there. They have a really great little film community and really great crew. And, um, you know, there's a really great thing about shooting in Buffalo, which is uh, certainly in the case of Clover, where, you know, there's a lot of big action sequences and stuff like that. It's just, it's a lot more maneuverable than, say, shooting it in New York City. The mayor is very kind there, and the film commission is great, and so we kind of call them up and say, hey, we have this movie, and we want to shoot on the subway, and they say, no problem, when you want to shoot, and they give us, you know, everything we need very quickly, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great, and it really lends itself to the production value of the film, I think. You know, there's a lot of locations in Clover that we would never have gotten in, in, in bigger cities, so. That's nice to hear that it's become such a conducive place for you to work. Why did you choose it initially? Um, did, were you aware of the how well the community and the mayor and everybody worked with the film industry, or was it just happenstance? Uh, well, the answer is is twofold. One is my best friend uh, Matthew Quinn, who's also my cinematographer. Uh, he's born and raised there, and um, <laughs> he lives there now. And so, when making when putting all to, all at once together. Um, you know, he suggested that we sh- that we shoot there, um, and also at the time, Western New York was offering the biggest tax rebate out there in the film world. So, in the film rebate world, so and I believe Western New York still has, or New York outside of the five boroughs still has one of the highest rebates there is. So, both of those things were major factors, and, and always are. You know, when you're when mm-hmm. you're trying to put together a film and you're on a tight budget, um, knowing that you're going to get some of that money back is very handy. How long did it take you? Yes, it is very handy. How long did it take you from uh, coming up with the concept and then having your friend write it and then uh, getting the financing? How long was that process for, for you? Um, well, you know, look, in, in the grand scheme of things, it was very, very quick for, for, for a film in our case. Um, I believe, you know, from, from inception to shooting Clover was maybe a year. Wow. And, and, uh huh. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's been about another, from shooting to now to its release, it's been about two years. And, you know, as time goes on with independent film, that's become kind of the norm. Um, you know, it takes about two years once you've made the film to uh, to get it out there. It used to be a lot less time, but but everything sort of changed nowadays. So, um, so you that's know. That's not too um, bad, though, John, because no, I've talked to really a lot not. of independent filmmakers who, you know, sometimes they sure. work years and years and years. And um, so that's pretty quick, a pretty quick turnaround of many, or, or as you're saying, it's sort of average then. Perhaps. It is. We've been very lucky. You know, we, we made, well, I've, I've directed three feature films in the last 
six years, which is easy, which is lucky, <laughs> extremely lucky. Mm-hmm. And in the mm-hmm. case of Clover, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of Clover, from inception to release being about three years is uh, very, very quick. You know, I mean, yeah, people try to get movies made for ten years. You know, um, that's that's sort of the norm. Is it's like a ten year process. So we were very lucky. Yes, very lucky. See, you've attracted a really interesting, wonderful cast. Um, How did you, you know, you've got um, great people in this, Chaz uh, Palminteri, Ron Perlman. Uh, Tell me, how did you, and Mark Weber, um, Erica Christensen, how did you attract all of these people to your project? Well, um, so I am a big fan of trying to build a repertory uh, from movie to movie. And so there's, I like to work with people that I've worked with in the past. Um, I also firmly believe that you cannot buy chemistry. And so um, there's a few of those actors. Erica Christensen is one. And there's a few others in Clover that were in my first film and are actually very good personal friends of mine. And in the case of Mark Weber, um, I knew Mark, Mark and I both came up as actors in New York City about 25 years ago. And so we used to see each other at auditions all the time. And, uh, you know, when getting around to making Clover, I felt like once I realized that I was going to step in and act in the project, I felt like whoever was going to play my brother should hopefully be somebody that I had a relationship with because you don't have a lot of rehearsal time on movies. And mm-hmm. like I said, can't buy chemistry. So there, I wanted there to be a history there. And so, um, luckily Mark was into it and I think it, it really paid off. You know, I mean, one of the best things I hear from so many people about Clover is that they, you know, <laughs> the brother's relationship is so real and, and, you know, there's a lot of chemistry there. Yes. So, yes, um, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, in the case of Chaz and Ron, I had not worked with them before, but, um, I think that like they saw my first film and I think they understood that I approach things from an actor's point of view and that like, I'm very into character. Character is very important. And, uh, I think that that's what allured them to the project as well as, um, Tashina Arnold. I kind of knew on a, as friends from before, but we had never worked together and so happy she came in. She's, she's wonderful. I love Tashina. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then, you know, the rest of them is we just slowly kind of collect people into the repertory and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll continue working with them, you know? Well, it does. I know you hear that a lot from a lot of directors and, you know, that they work with this, they like to work with, well, Scorsese and, you know, Woody uh-huh. Allen and, you know, the best, they all, you know, Spielberg, they all have their team of people that they enjoy right. working with and, um, and some, you know, sometimes they work multiple times with particular actors when they can, and they and there's there's a shorthand I think that takes place when you yeah. begin to work together a lot and understand each other and the process and what you all go through. I love the opening scene of this film now uh, who with uh, you know with Ron Perlman. Yeah. Uh, I thought that I thought that was that just pulled you right in right away. You know, which right. which, which, is, which was great. You know, and that's a lot of times the movie doesn't pull a movie may not pull you in as quickly but this one does and that opening scene was that um did you have any collaboration on that part of it or was that more uh from the screenwriter well i think i think it was mainly the screenwriter at first you know and then obviously as you're filming and editing um things will you know you you collaborate to make the best of what the writer has put down but um but yeah i mean that was his initial idea and i think you know 
there's something that we wanted to play with in Clover, which is a bit of sort of magical realism and a bit of, um, you know, I designed Clover to kind of partially feel like a graphic novel or a comic book in a way. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Ron kind of serves as a pseudo narrator in that sense, you know, mm-hmm. is opening the film with him in, in that way. And it's, it's, you know, he's not a narrator throughout, but it just kind of sets up like the kind of prologue of the film in a really great way. Um, and so I think that we wanted to have that sort of literary feeling to it. Um, and I think that was, you know, mainly Mike, but but also, you know, discussions as we moved forward about how the film should open. Well, it's it's a really interesting opening, and I, I, I don't want to give anything away, but it, <laughs> it really is. What was the most difficult uh, part of filming this movie? The most difficult part of filming this movie? Well, we shot in Buffalo, New York in the winter. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, um, you don't have to say too much more. No, that's right. Kidding. So if you, if you know where Buffalo is, and you know what winter are like that ought to make sense um they have real winter there (laughs) they have real winter there and you know the movie sort of obviously takes place in winter it's not like we were trying to say it was summer um and you know it you know it makes for harsh conditions you know you're shooting all night long in like 10 degree temperature it's very cold however that sort of lends something to the ether of the movie because you know you have a lot of characters that are in a very tense, uncomfortable situation. And so, you know, it, you can, you, you, what you see in the tightness of some of the actors in the film is, uh, is attributed definitely to the harshness of the Buffalo winter. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that was very difficult (laughs) to film during a winter time in Buffalo. If you're just tuning in, um, my guest today is actor-director John Abrahams, and we're talking about his brand-new movie, Clover. John, how has the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic affected uh, you and this mo- this movie and, and bringing it out and, and to the public? How has this... Uh, what we're all going through collectively, how has it affected you personally with getting this movie out to an audience? Thank you. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I am of an age where I think of movies, um, uh, when I think of movies, I think of them being in movie theaters. Um, mm-hmm. I made Me too. Clover, I made Clover to be one of those films and you know it's it's harder and harder these days to make a movie that actually plays in movie theaters and so lucky for us clover was set to come out april 3rd in movie theaters nationwide however due to the pandemic um obviously theaters are shuttered so we decided to continue on with our release instead of delaying anyway um, you know, in the hopes that there's a lot of people who are stuck at home and looking for entertainment and escapism, and they will watch it there, um, on, you know, in the comforts of their own home. For me, it's a bitter pill to swallow, um, because like I said, you know, you work really hard to get a movie and have a play in a theater and, you know, you make a movie for a big screen, um, or I did. But, uh, but, you know, I think there's a silver lining here. And also, you know, this is a global surrender that's happening. And, mm-hmm. 
uh, it's a bitter pill for me to swallow locally in regards to my movie, but there are a lot more bitter pills being swallowed right now uh, that are a lot more heavy and important. And so, you know, um, what are you going to do? It is what it is. And, and hopefully, you know, more people get to see the movie. I mean, ideally, your hope is that people see your art. And so um, whether it's on a big screen or a small screen or whatever it is, your hope is that you get eyes. And so uh, we, we hope that we get a lot of eyes on it, you know. So um, since the show will, is airing on the 4th of April, uh, where can people find Clover? Okay, so Clover is coming out on demand, uh, both cable and digital, April 3rd, this Friday, April 3rd. And um, I can read you a list of some of the places it's available if you give me Great. one second. Please do that, uh, yeah. One second. No worries. I just have to pull this up because I don't have it in front of me. Because we want people to see this movie. If you're certainly sitting at home right now, uh, and there's so much to choose from, and uh, this is a great way to curate for you, and highly recommend watching this movie, Clover. Uh, it, you, it's 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 fun. It's it's a fun. Uh, movie. It's got, as I said, it's got a lot to it. It's not just one genre. Um, it's right. multiple genres. So it, it'll, it'll keep, it'll, it's a fun way to spend some of your time at home. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. What we all doing. You escape your quarantine for a minute with our film. So yes. Clover is available April 3rd on video on demand on the following cable providers, Spectrum, Cox, Altus, Fios, Comcast. Um, on satellite, it's available on DirecTV and Sling and the Dish Network. And then digitally, it is available on Fandango Now, iTunes, YouTube, Vudu, PlayStation, Xbox One, Google Play, and Amazon.com. So uh, pretty much anywhere yeah. you have a video on demand, whether it's cable or digital or satellite, you can catch Clover this Friday. That's great. That is great. Um, that you got you giving very good coverage, uh, so oh, people okay. can uh, see this just about anywhere. And again, I highly recommend it. What was the first film that inspired you? You had mentioned Mickey and Nikki uh, with John Cassavetes that Elaine May had uh, directed, who was just an amazing director. Uh, but were there uh, were there other films that was there one movie that you when you saw you said that's what I want to do I want to be an actor at that point and and now as you going into directing yeah that's a great question you know I um I've loved movies since I was a very small person um my father worked he made music videos when I was young and um you know he comes from a long line of like kind of uh behind-the-scenes film people. And so um, I was, um, you know, I was shown a lot of things from a young age. And I just, I, you know, I, I can't think of, like, the one movie that made me go, I want to do this. I just I just always liked it. I, I am um, somebody who it has, you know, mutual interests in not just acting, but also music and visual art. And so I wasn't really looking to be a professional actor. It happened for me. Um, I got picked off the street <laughs> and ended up in a movie called kids directed by Larry Clark, which was uh, the first movie I was in. And, um, you know, I liked acting at the time, but I 
wasn't sure I wanted to do it professionally. And then doors continued to open and I felt like I should take that path. But I like directing more at this point because it encompasses all of my interests in the arts as opposed to acting, which kind of becomes more and more of a singular focus. Um, you know, directing, I believe, for me, encompasses my interest in visual arts and music and acting and all these things. So um, it sort of satiates me more, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah. You did ask me for films that were inspiring. I mean, I can, I mean, you know, Taxi Driver is my favorite movie ever. And so mm -hmm. um, definitely a film that I study and watch over and over again. And when I got to be in high school, I think I started seeing a lot of John Cassavetes films. And, you know, that was a game changer for me. I really, I really love John Cassavetes' work and uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's an inspiration for me in everything I do. I think it's, I, these are, I think his words, but it's sort of like visual jazz. His, and I'm a jazz guy. So, you know, um, sometimes trying to get to, to, to a point where you're making visual jazz is the goal. So, yeah. I like that. Visual jazz. <laughs> Very good. So uh, what are you going to be doing next? Are you working on another film at this present time? Yeah, I'm in post on my third film that I've directed. It's called Exploited, which is a horror thriller set in the webcam fetish world and we're post on that right now so I would say look for that in the next year or so uh, it's called exploited and um, past that just trying to work I like to work so <laughs> whether that's acting or or directing um, you know always always looking for the next job that's my is, real job what is that you know right now with everything that's going on and around the world that obviously particularly in Hollywood um, how is that affecting you right now I mean are, are people still doing auditions are you know? Are you doing video auditions? Are, is there work out there? Are people seeking you know actors and directors right now, or is or things? I, I, I felt from my end, from my business end, things kind of stopped. You know, I wasn't hearing yeah. from publicists very much to promote films, and I think everybody was taking a deep breath and and regaging. And I know um, people are getting very very creative just in general about releasing their films. I'm getting all kinds of things now, but it seems like all everybody kind of recal. Celebrated and, and and then finally just said, okay, this is we're going to do things differently, and this is how we're going to do them. Um, are you finding since you are in LA, right in the heart, all of it? Are you finding that to be true? Um, I am finding that to be true. I would say presently, for on the acting side, there's not much going on, but I do think that there's a lot of development happening. I think this is a great time to be a writer. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I think that there's a lot of places taking a breath and looking forward to a year from now when they're going to need an arsenal of new shows and new movies to make. So I think um, there's a lot of attention on writers right now. And, you know, I think things will pick up again. I think uh, it's tough to say. It's tough to say when production will pick back up. But but presently, it is, it is quiet. But, it, you know, I think you put it nicely. It really is a good time for everybody to reset and sort of think about what's important and, um, you know, how to how to move forward once this uh, once this settles a little bit. I think that we're going to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Pollyanna anyhow, but I think we're going to come out of this even stronger and better. I, I think uh, the whole world as a whole, uh, I believe, will. But I think the film industry in particular, because that's where both of our hearts lie, uh, is the film industry. Um, and I think people are just going to treat each other a little differently after this. You know, I just even, I think we're all caught 
it's happening now. Uh, everybody's just coming from uh, a deeper place of, of love, I believe. And um, the film industry is always bounced back. I, I agree with you. I, I think movies should be seen in the movie theater. I say that all the time on this show. It's uh, very important uh, to see it in the movie theater, I believe. But um, right now, since we can't, uh, we're so grateful for all of the other ways that we can watch films now that were not available before to, uh, to us. So, you, you know, and, and it's great that we'll get to see Clover, everybody. Please look yeah. for Clover. I highly recommend it. And it, it's out now. And, uh, and John, I just wish you the best. And I would love to have you back on the show with your next film. Thank you so much. I will definitely come back on the show anytime you'd like. Um, I really appreciate, appreciate it all. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Um, and please stay safe. I was going to say the same. But yes, you stay safe and healthy, too. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. You're welcome, John. Have you have been listening. Day. Yes, you too. Thank you. You've been listening to the Jam Fry Show all about movies. And now you can listen to my show anywhere, anytime. And you can listen to it on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and on your smart TV. Also, you can go to thejampriceshow.com to listen to archived shows. Thank you for listening. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. 